gosh, if if we want to give our listeners a little peek inside the old Clockwork Orange here. Clockwork Orange? I don't know. I just made it up. I've never seen that movie. Isn't it about how a clock works? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we uh, we planned this episode at uh, at midnight at a bar last night. We did. <laughs> we did because... We were at our, our dear friend Kristen's birthday party. Happy birthday, Kristen. Happy birthday, Kristen. And you and I... The big 21. The big 21. <laughs> you and I went to a corner... With my cell phone. And we're like, what's our plan for recording? Well, because we only have so much time. This is, folks, the the fun of this episode for us is that this is a speed recording. This is truly in real time. Yeah. Nothing we say can be edited out. Yeah, right. Exactly. We don't have yeah. time. So in case anyone out there doesn't know us super well personally, and you've ever thought to yourself, what are Josh and Paula like at parties? It turns out terrible. Yeah. We stand in a corner. We... Yeah beat out the beats of an episode to plan for it because we know it's tomorrow and we're like, ugh, we should probably do this. Yeah. And then someone takes a Polaroid of us doing that. Yeah. And you look really good in the Polaroid and I, I don't. You look great in the Polaroid. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk about the sincere and earnest topics of the day. Of the day. Paula, what's our topic this week? The word on everyone's lips. <laughs> uh, this week we are talking... Under the sea. And now, now we get sued by Disney. Oh, dang. They're quick on that. They are quick on that. They <laughs> own everything. It. They just don't own us yet. Did you know that's a thing I have heard, uh, like on YouTube? Sometimes you'll listen to a song and you're like, why does this sound slightly weird? And it's because they move it up like half an octave. Half a step. Half yeah. A, um, so that So that it doesn't like get flagged on whatever site. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, what I learned in college, so we were... Uh, Medieval history. <laughs> yes. But I'm going to talk about acapella this time, oh, okay. so just this is embarrassing. Um, my freshman year of college, we sang one of the songs that we sang in my acapella group, the Brown Derbies, look them up, uh, was uh, an Adele song, but we had to change the key. And so we moved the song down like a minor third. Um, For our friends who don't know music, that means a little third. Yeah. <laughs> so it was lower. And so we took, we actually, in order to practice, we took the song, we took the actual recording of the song and brought it and like changed the pitch of it like you would in one of these YouTube videos. Turns out, if you lower Adele's voice programmatically, she's John Legend. <laughs> she sounds exactly like John Legend, which makes me believe. Have you ever seen them in the same place at the same time? Uh, I mean, if you Google it, probably. Yeah, but as of right now, I've never seen them in the same place at the same time. So is Adele just John Legend and is John Legend just Adele? I'd like it better if Adele was John Legend than the other way around. Well, apparently uh, they're good friends. Good friends or... Look, here's hundreds of pictures of them in the same place together. Yeah, Photoshop <laughs> is, is pretty strong. <laughs> so I would argue that... The Little Mermaid has probably probably the most bangers of any Disney movie. Oh, it's really? up there. Yeah, they have all this. They have Under the Sea, Kiss the Girl. I don't know that one. Um, that's the one where the crab serenades them in order it. to kiss because that's the only way she'll get her voice back. I didn't know. There's it. the Ursula song. I don't know it. Uh, there's the like um, the one where she's got. Uh, like up where they run, up where they. I don't know that it. one. Okay, great. <laughs> have you never seen the Little Mermaid? <laughs> I have, but I was not a Little Mermaid head. Okay, you know some people are Little Mermaid heads. Yeah, but were you? I liked that one a lot. 
I was, was that your favorite one? So when I was a small child, I would listen. I I would listen to. I would force my parents to rewatch the uh, "I Want to Be Like You," the King Louis song from uh, the Jungle Book, okay. over and over and over nice. again on VHS. Nice, that's a club banger. Yeah, it is. It totally is. I uh, I guess I really like the Lion King, but I was a big Lion fan, and good. I remain a big fan of the knockoff Disney movies of the nineties. Okay, like, like Anastasia, your, like your Anastasia and your Thumbelina. Okay, and your ones that were like trying very hard to be Disney, but just like were slightly too weird. Yeah, so you're like there a- were too many uh, Osborns and stuff in it. Osborns, that's Osborns. Yeah, yeah. Osborns is a very different version <laughs> of this. <laughs> Yeah, Crazy Train, the, <laughs> <laughs> the Disney movie. Um, so actually, I've played this game with one of my good friends, Adam. Shout Paula. out to Adam. Adam. Um, which is, you've got Disney movies. Mm-hmm. You can only sing three songs. There's you, It's a three-song set. And that's fact for me. <laughs> yep. And it's, uh, you have to, which movie wins in a battle royale if it's a three-song set? Okay. So that's your starting lineup. And it has you, to be Disney? And it has to be Disney, and it's got to be three songs. Are you so, a big Disney head? Not at all. Okay. I really, at risk of alienating our audience, Disney's fine. Same. <laughs> okay. Which, this is probably a separate so, whole episode. This is but, a whole separate episode. Okay, so three songs. So, for example, The Little Mermaid is way up there because its three-song starting set is like Under the Sea, Absolute Club Banger. Sure, um, and it plays in clubs a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. part of your world, way up there. And then, like, the two I mentioned, the Poor Unfortunate Souls or um, Kiss the Girl. Okay. Like, very iconic songs. Uh-huh. I would actually argue that The Lion King is probably the winner here. Yeah. Because it's got a starting lineup and a whole another it's three. It's Elton John. It's Elton John and Tim Rice. Yes. Like, yeah, it's going to win. The older Disney movies have, like, two songs. They don't have three is the problem. They don't have three club bangers? They don't have three club bangers. Well, and also, okay... So let's dive into this. Now, Disney characters have good voices. Yeah. Like, you listen to Frozen, and you're like, they can sing. Yeah, yeah that's totally. Yeah, that's She can sing. You listen to Snow White or something, yeah. and the singing is like, <laughs> my prince Like, it is absolutely, <laughs> you cannot listen to it. It's like they someone need- singing through a straw. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what they need to do. Hey, Disney. Hey, Disney, listen up. Here's what you need to do. Stop making new movies. Go back and just redub over the old ones. <laughs> Don't make them live action. Keep the same hand drawn. Keep the same hand drawn one. I want them sounding word for word, but you just got to get a hot celebrity's voice in there. Right, exactly. Like, can you? Josh un- Gad plays every character. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Gad is Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, right. <laughs> Josh Gad is all seven drawers. Yeah, Josh Gad is Cinderella. <laughs> it's just his nutty professor. <laughs> but it's every classic oh my Disney God. movie. Yeah. Also, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up that Hercules absolutely slaps. Hercules is an amazing movie. So here's my thing. I think the script is pretty bad, but the songs, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Also, it's history, Josh. So Hercules is actually true. <laughs> I'm not. This isn't. We have to get through a whole episode. <laughs> I'm not going to fight this right now. There is also a. Um, and and I don't want to talk about this in, in a negative way, necessarily. It's just a phenomenon that's happened recently where there's a lot of people who 
think of themselves as mermaids? <laughs> <laughs> hey, world. Hey, world. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, right. Why are there so many people who think of themselves as mermaids? <laughs> right. And again, this is like no kink, no shame. Like, I don't sure. think it's a kink thing in any way. Like, Oh, like, I kind of hope it is. Yeah, I got, but like, you know, same thing. Like How? furries. Absolutely sure. lovely people sure. who also like to dress up in animal costumes and it's a part of expressing their identity. Sure. Um, I just like legs feel important. <laughs> okay, so have you seen, and, and listeners, if you have not seen this, you have to go look into it. There is a, it's a thing to yeah. go swimming in these mermaid tails. Yeah, sure. And they're skin tight. And I, oh my God, I'm so claustrophobic. I have like deep, intense claustrophobia sure. for real. And the idea of having my legs bound bound <laughs> together in essentially colorful saran wrap in the water is giving me a visceral reaction right oh, now. No. And they pay $50 for that. Mm. Do you get to be with dolphins at the same time? No. It's in a pool. <laughs> like an above ground pool in your uncle's backyard. Isn't that wild? <laughs> that is pretty wild. But also, like, if you had said $1,000, I'd be like, that's... Absurd. Well, that's how the tails are. 50 bucks is like a class. Interesting. Yes, dude. Mm. Yes, dude. See, that seems affordable to me. So now it's I an experience. I really think there's something that happens with uh, young millennial women. Sure. And as a as an extremely young millennial woman here, <laughs> sure. I can talk about this. Where when you're in your early 20s, you kind of got to pick a lane as far as a mythical creature goes. <laughs> you know, like moms are always into a specific animal. Like sure. my mom loves flamingos. My mom know. loves giraffes. See? But a young millennial woman, our path is different. You had to pick a mythical creature. Do you think that's because of, and not to turn this always into a Harry Potter podcast. Oh, but, but you, it is. But do you think it's because of Harry Potter and like, the, the books and the movies that were coming out at the time, like Little no. Mermaid and things like that were, no? I don't think so. I okay. don't think so because that feels like more like, that's a whole different subculture. Then that's more like me screaming at you at a bar that I am a Gryffindor. Yeah, you know? I, I know, but I guess I like the idea of magic and whimsy because, you know, we can't pay off student loans. Sure, perhaps. Like, that they, it influences the whole thing. I'm not sure about that, but what I am sure about is Target sells a lot of shirts. That's like... <laughs> Mermaid hair, don't care. Or uh-huh. like, my other car is a unicorn. <laughs> my honor student is a unicorn. You have to pick one. Sure. And sure. I picked unicorn. Did you know this? I did not know this. I went through a unicorn phase. And it's like, it's like there's no, once you are locked into liking something, yep. whether it be unicorns or whether it be like a mom who decides she likes birds, you know, whatever that is, once people are like, here's a tangible thing you like that they sell products for. You can't break out of that. Yeah. That is your identity. Yeah. Or like you, I had this with my grandparents mm-hmm. where they were like, when I was little, I, and I still love a good like burger or steak. Sure. Like I like beef a sure. lot. Um, and we get to where's a restaurant. <laughs> I was a little child and they'd be like, where's the beef? And they'd, <laughs> everyone would cheer. Um, but my grandparents were like, of course you're going to get the steak. And I was like. Yeah, probably, but now I don't want to. No, you can't break out yeah, of that. Yeah, no. Yeah. My mom also told me that for her entire childhood, her grandmother gave her brother a Coke and her a ginger ale because that's what she asked for one time. Yeah. She's like, no, I want a Coke. I mean, it really is. There's something so sweet about that being locked into people. Like people yeah. being like, this is a thing you like. But then once that's there, you cannot break out of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you cannot change it. No, you it can't. It is very hard to change your thing. 
But uh, but I wonder if that happens. You know, like how we talked about moms have an animal. Yeah, moms sure. always have an animal. Yeah, for sure. Now, when a mom makes a choice of what her animal is, can she ever change it? How does the law? What is the law of mom's animals here? So I think it's like the the um, it's like Golden Compass. Mm-hmm. Like his dark materials where yes. it's a demon, where it's like an expression of your soul. Yes. Something like that. Or your Patronus and Harry Potter. This whole idea of like, or like. This is a representation of you. Yes. And is, you have to pick one that there is at least some products available for it. Oh, yeah, you for sure. You can't pick like, um, I don't know. Like Echidna. I don't know what that is. That's like, it's only, a, an Australian marsupial egg laying mammal. You can't pick that. The only one I could think of was a coyote. <laughs> a specifically Wiley coyote. Yeah. There are products <gasps> for that. Wiley. Yeah. Are you, are you putting together that his name Wile E. Coyote is because he's Wiley? The adjective Wiley? I, I'm like a meme right now, just staring into space. <laughs> it's okay. It took me a long time to means. realize like that. Like a meme right now? What's wrong with me? <laughs> it took me forever to realize that the sing- the singer slash rapper Flo Rida is just Florida. Mm-hmm. So we all grow and we all change. Josh, can we talk about an important element of The Little Mermaid, though? Please. I mean, now this is not a Little Mermaid themed episode. No, it's not. But also, Josh and I, as we said, beat this out at midnight at a bar. So, folks, you're going to get what you get. Yep. <laughs> So a plot point in The Little Mermaid Mm -hmm. is, uh, and forgive me, I have not seen it in a long time, so some of this may be made up because I did not read anything. She gives up her voice. Yes. What else is worth giving up your voice for? (laughs) Well, she gives up her voice for legs. Oh, there was a purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she she wasn't just like, eh. Yeah, because she sees a hot dude. Actually, you know what? I don't think she sees the hot dude. I think she just wants to be able to be above... Well, on land. Walk amongst the hot dudes. <laughs> yeah, right. And then our... I respect that. Yeah, for sure. What would I give up my voice for? I mean, this is our cash cow, so we couldn't do the podcast anymore. No, that's true. So what would I also be giving up being earnest for? Oh, gosh. I'll tell you what. Some mornings, like, a nice, like, farmer's breakfast. You would give up... <laughs> Everything. If I was you very... You throw it all away for a farmer's breakfast, for like, a single farmer's breakfast. Ursula's like, you can ask for anything, for anything in the world. And you're like, one breakfast. Well, you know... If, Never like, speak again. If Ursula asked me at the moment that I had just, you know, I'd been at a friend's birthday party. I was kind of hungover. It was a nice day outside. You're out of control. A farmer's breakfast costs like $8. <laughs> It could, you know, at a, at a hipster-ass restaurant, it could Don't be. Don't go to, that's why you should only go to diners. <laughs> okay. For $8, you're giving up your voice. Yeah, probably. Wow. What would you do it for? Well, now we're fighting. Yeah. I was going to say for equality. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> equality of what? Humans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So that'd be kind of me. Sure, 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 sure. But you have fun with your farmer's breakfast. I don't know. Like I'm out here getting world peace. Like imagine like the a sausage gets that's got the perfect snap to it. You know what I mean? One time. You could have asked for it every day of your life. I don't know. You know? That's out of control. But here's the question I do have now that we're kind of chatting about it. So so Little Mermaid gives up her dumb little fins for dumb little human legs. Yeah, sure. Then she sees Eric. Prince Eric. Yep. I don't know if he's really a prince or we just call him that because he has nice hair. <laughs> you know, okay. Boys with nice hair are all legally princes. 
Uh huh. And him and her kiss in a bed under the covers. And then uh, later ones is that she has a child. Yeah. Future episodes. Sure, sure, sure. Future sequels. So how does the the, littler mermaid? How does the mermaid's DNA work? Did did Ursula deeply change it through and through, or is that like a recessive gene where? They might be on land. She might give birth to a little mer baby. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. That's a very good point. Is that like And I'm glad sh- we're talking about the important issues here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, no. no. This is important. <laughs> it's like, like it's like not all kids are redheads. Well, this is similar to when we talked about Cinderella. If you if the rat is changed into a hu- if the mice are changed into humans and you have a baby, is the baby a, a human or is okay, it a so mouse? We did kind of talk about this. No, but, but we are you know no, little no, creatures it's, it's of sim- habit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's a good question because I think the bigger problem is that with the Cinderella situation, they're all mammals and have like what in science you'd call like homologous structures. Sure. Um, fish and human. Frankly, fish, have, human different. Fish, human different. And especially, <laughs> especially fish, human different down under. <laughs> yeah. In naughty yes, yes. bits. Okay. So, but this could be generations later. So I didn't watch the sequels. I'm not going to watch the sequels. There are sequels to the little mermaid. Yeah. Really? Yes. Little mermaid two back in action. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the fins and the furious. The fins and the furious. So let's say she has a little human baby. Yeah, sure. This little human baby doesn't know that her mom used to be a mermaid. Because how the hell do you explain that? Yep. You know what I mean? This could go three or four generations down. Yeah, it's sure. It's now lost to folklore. No one even has heard of Ariel and Eric. Sure. One of her great 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 grandkids could have a baby, and that baby could pop out mermaid. Yeah, sure. Do you know how freaky that would be? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Oh also, the God. erasure of family history. <laughs> well, that's a bigger problem in society. Yes. Yeah. So, can you imagine how freaked out you'd be? You find you're You've like got so one excited. Fin. <laughs> Your right hand is a fin. We're like, what do you do with this little mer baby? Yeah, Put it right. In the bathtub. You have like throw it in the ocean. You don't have any connections to this mer ancestors. Yeah. Let's be honest. This is also a less civilized time. <laughs> I don't know what they do with that baby if they just throw it away and who would have to. I just like the idea that it's so diluted in terms of the DNA at that point that it's only like certain recessive genes and like just one part of your body. Like you, you just have a scaly, you have a fish face, (laughs) everything else. But you can't quite explain it. Yeah. (laughs) There's like, that's like a part of the like ancestry.com plus health test. Yeah, right, 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 exactly. You do have a little bit of mermaid in you. Yeah, you do. You got to keep an eye on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what is that? I'm going to completely make this up. You're going to correct me. It's going to be a whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the history of Rome. Okay. Is these two babies were born. Yep. And Romulus and were, Remus. Yep. And they they threw them. They were these guys. These guys were like, time to kill the babies because they might grow up to be royalty. Yep. And then instead of doing that, they left them outside. That classic Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Yes. Time to kill the babies. <laughs> <laughs> and they left them outside, and then a wolf came and cared for them. Yes. And then those little boys grew up to found the city of Rome. Yes. I listened to part one of a 25-part podcast, decided I was bored. But sure. that's what I did catch from yep. it. So That was all correct. So those wolves raised these little two little boys. Yep. Then they grew up, they found Rome. Yep. So that theoretically could happen. You throw away your little merbaby, that merbaby grows up, founds Rome. <laughs> I would have gone underwater with, society. <laughs> I would have gone with Atlantis, but sure, Rome. <laughs> It's not underwater. They just build a city with giant aquariums. Yeah, it's 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 I've got a, it's a big fish tank. 
See, what I was thinking is your merch. They're mer- not quite bright enough. Yeah, what I was thinking is that instead of using like a baby Bjorn, yeah. you'd have like a baby Bjorn, <laughs> and it's just like a fish tank that you strap to your chest, and there's a little like mer baby that can pop out and say hi, and it just swims around in the. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, you would have to build a contraption for it to get around. Yeah, definitely. Right? If you want a mer baby to be part of a society, you'd have to build a tank on wheels. Yeah. Oh, like a a fish tank on wheels, not like an army tank on wheels. No, a fish tank on wheels with its little head popping out. Yeah. Or or, can mermaids breathe the air? Yeah, they can breathe air and water. They're amphibious, but they can't go on land. Got it. I think. Or they they do they sun themselves? I think. I think only the sexy ones. Sure. Only the ones with the long hair that cover their chest. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Paula, can I tell you about the worst live performance I've ever done in my entire life? Yes, please. So for me, it's most improv shows I've done. (laughs) So when I was a freshman in high school, we had a cabaret style variety show that the chorus put on as a fundraiser every year. So it was big to like do an act in the in it. So I did lots of other stuff that was very good. Okay. But okay, cool. Congratulations, Josh. Thank you. Did you just want me to congratulate that? You no, that? I just want to set up how bad this oh, was. Okay. Um, so that there was, I was in Madrigals for listeners who haven't tuned in way back. Uh, there, I was in a Madrigal ensemble. I was the king of the Madrigals by my senior uh, for year. For listeners who like to hear obvious facts. <laughs> All right. So I was a freshman. Was just a wee baby Madrigal, mm-hmm. right? And during um, during cabaret, we would always split up. There would always be a, the madrigals would do a performance, just like the whole chorus would do a performance, things like that. And then there would be individual acts you could do. But the madrigals would split up into madrigals and madrigals. Not each, madrigals. I know. I yeah. I know. Hindsight. Stupid. I know. So the madrigals, we bought, found, got an arrangement of under the sea from the Little Mermaid that you could do kind of acapella y. That was like a, you know, a thing that we could learn and that was going to be our thing. And I don't know how many people here are of our listeners are performers or frankly, like I'm going to hot take here. Sports is performance. Um, And so anything where like it's a big presentation where it's a, you know, anything where you have to do something in front of other people and you might be judged for Mm -hmm. it. There's a very important and fine line between we have not prepared enough, but that's okay. Yes. And we have not prepared enough, and this is going to be an absolute train wreck. Yes. And I like to live my life dangerously close to the, we haven't prepared enough, but we're going to pull it out and it'll be fine. Yes. This performance was, from the start, this is not going to be good. Oh, and, no. And I was a freshman, and I knew that. And I, but I was a freshman and I didn't have any say, and I was the only freshman. Oh, okay. And it was always like also this, congratulations, Josh. Thank you, You're thank welcome. you for your magical. I, I lettered in chorus. <laughs> um, so I lettered in students against destructive decisions. <laughs> Sad. Yep. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> um. So we get up there on stage, and about a verse in. It's clear no one knows what they're doing. Uh, and it was the longest three minutes of my life. We like 
tried to we looked at each other and we had talked about it before like if this doesn't go well we're gonna skip the bridge where there's kind of like a breakdown section of like stuff that's happening we're like we should skip the bridge i kind of floated this idea because we don't know it right and it'll go badly and everyone was like no it'll be fine and so i was looking at people being like i'm a child this is gonna go badly and we get to the bridge and we do the bridge and everyone, including us, is so uncomfortable through the whole thing. Oh. And there's this like very faint kind of like when we finally finish, it's like a. Well, see, also that's me because those are children singing a song and people are expecting a professional level performance. Well, we were Go high schoolers. Opera. We were high schoolers and I went to a very competitive high school. Well, so anyway, anytime I'm like, oh. This is gonna bomb. I'm like, it cannot bomb more than me standing in like a terrible costume, like terrible tropical costume, yeah. on stage, not being able to will the uh, like seven other guys to stop doing what we're doing. That is the one nice thing about bombing, and 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 as as a as a as comics, uh, we've bombed many, 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 yes, many, and it many, sucks many times, many times, yes. many times. Um, and it is so horrible, but the first time you do it is so terrible yeah. that you're almost never scared of it again. Yeah. And I think that's like, you know, public speaking is the number one fear. Mm-hmm. And I think if everyone could just do something so embarrassing and have it absolutely go horrible, like where you can hear like a slight cough in the back. Yeah. I really think it would eliminate that fear for everyone. Yeah, for sure. Because then you're like, well, oh well. Yeah, right. No, I totally agree. Do you know what else is under the sea? What, Paula? The ocean. <laughs> I don't know that I agree with the, the, the semantics of that sentence, but oh, yes. Oh, you don't think the ocean is under the sea? No, I don't. I think that they're Part synonymous the terms. I do like those dangly lanternfish, though. I kind of like them. They look like weird prehistoric. For those of us who don't know, can you explain what a dangly lanternfish is? You know the ones that they got those dangles in the front? Okay, so I can see your hand demonstrating. But we are recording what is known as a podcast. Sure. So imagine a fish. Everyone's got a fish in your... I'm going to... Listeners. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Open your eyes. Imagine, if you will, in your mind's eye. Imagine a fish. Any kind of fish. Beautiful. Beautiful. Swimming through the ocean. Now, add some like festival lights to the front of it. You know how millennials and Gen Z folk, you know, go to Lollapalooza and they put body paint on? Mm-hmm. Imagine that on the fish. Love that. Like along their contours and it glows. Beautiful. Bioluminescent. Oh. Beautiful. Now, give it terrifying ghoul teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Just absolute like vampire zombie chompers and then at the end of it think of like a quail where you've got that like dangly bit that goes in front of its face but put a light on it a quail has a dangly bit that goes in front of its face yeah that's the whole thing dan quail our former vice president no quail man (laughs) doug um yes so that's a real thing because everything in the ocean does seem fake and made up yeah, it really does. It does seem like... It seems like uh, God and Jesus, our creators of all beings, 
kind of just went a little nuts. Sure. You know what I mean? They got a little loopy on a long car ride and and just were like, well, there's a freaking fish with freaking monster teeth at a, at a party light. Yeah, this fish is flat. <laughs> like, this fish puff up big. Yeah, but you can't eat parts of it. <laughs> Because there's that, what is it? It's uh, it's like a puffer fugu. fish. Yes, yes. Where fugu fish. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, fugu fish. Um, Where you can only eat, like, it has to be sliced in a very specific way or else mm-hmm. it will kill you. But apparently it's the, the most dangerous meat. Yes. So that is a real thing. So there, it's in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And there is lethal amounts of poison in its, I'm just reading this now. I didn't know this off my head. Sure. But there is lethal amounts of poison tetratoxin, I don't know what that is, in its inner organs, especially livers, ovaries, eyes, and skin. It paralyzes the muscles while the victim stays fully conscious, but they are unable to breathe and they die from asphyxiation. So that's a terrible way to go. However, somebody ate this fish. It killed him. Somebody else was like, let's give it another try. (laughs) Sure. So there had to be a level of experimentation. I do think, yeah, so this is the part about human evolution that i think is so interesting is Mm -hmm. the like like in order for us to understand things people have to have been like let me rub this these leaves all over me yep poison ivy dead but also incredibly human the idea of like well it killed that guy but it won't kill me yeah (laughs) i mean also okay so this says that chefs have to undergo two to three years of training just to cook this fish Sure. And if you want to buy it in Japan, it is $200. Okay. To, to order it at a restaurant. People consume 10,000 tons of it every year. How delicious is this fish? I don't think it's that it's delicious. That it's it that you're skirting death. Killed it- people. Have they ever had salmon? <laughs> salmon rules. <laughs> Tuna's pretty good, too. Tuna's pretty good. They, I mean, it, this, this fish has to taste like chocolate cake or something just like incredible i don't know that it's the taste though i think it's like it's the th- it's the thrill of the hunt you know how like not to get blue here Forget both eat of our- electricity then <laughs> both of our moms close your ears on this one um but you know it's like how certain people at a certain point if they're too kinky like the only way that they can be aroused is like you have to put a bag over my head and, and put That's elephants how around Bill me. Died, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, it's same way. It's like I've had every fish. I only want the fish that can kill me. Uh, wait, wait, wait. That's a very good point. Hold on. Some I found a blog of somebody who ate it. Okay. And let's see what it is. So this is a blog hacked h a a c k e d dot com, and they ate the fugu. It has very little taste and is too subtle for Western taste buds. Oh, interesting. It had a slightly chewy consistency. We dipped it in sauce to give it more taste. Later, they served it fried, and that was delicious. So you're you're skirting death for something that doesn't even have taste? <laughs> yeah, for like a bad chicken nugget. I've had celery. Like, that sucks. <laughs> I can't imagine if it killed me, I'd be like, I don't need to eat that thing. (laughs) What food do you like so much that if they were like, this chef has to have two to three years of training, there is a chance something will go wrong. It will slowly poison you, paralyzing you in a terrifying way. Would you go, 
Well, it is good though. Well, I did say farmer's breakfast earlier, but that's not Are my you sticking answer. With that? No, no. You get one thing. It's not the full breakfast. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, what what food are you Russian rouletteing? I mean, I I know that my grandparents dunked on me for this, but I love a fancy burger. <laughs> I really love a fancy burger. Like ten minutes ago, we're like, I don't even want them all the time, and now you're like, if it would kill me, I'd still take the risk. <laughs> I mean, if they were like this, there's a seasoning. That yeah. we can put in this burger and on these truffle fries or whatever. Mm-hmm. That it's a perfect burger. It's a perfect burger. But it will paralyze you and you will asphyxiate. I'd be like, I'd think about it. If it was the right cheese to burger ratio. Are you saying it will or there's a chance? There's a chance. There's a chance. Because if it's like you will, then like, no, don't eat that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, Josh, I think... I we found a very special kind of pepper. You're very obsessed with burgers. I love burgers. You order them a lot, right? I, I've been better about it. I've been better about it recently since uh, I've been cooking more. But I do, yes, when I order when I order food, um, Paula just got some new glasses, listeners, which you can't see, but she's moved it to the bridge of her nose um, in a way that makes her seem like she's disapproving of what I'm doing or that she's my therapist. And is Legally, trying- I am. No. <laughs> That's why I can never talk about this pot to people. <laughs> yes, it's a doctor patient confidentiality. Yeah, doctor patient podcast confidentiality. <laughs> I don't know what my food would be that I would be willing to be poisoned for. I guess now this sounds real dumb to our listeners, but um I recently bought some Cheerios. Okay. Some honey nut Cheerios. Honey nut Cheerios absolutely slap. Absolutely slap. You kind of forget how great they are. Yeah. And I had some I had some oat milk left and I was like, let's just get some cereal. And I am I at 99% of my time, I'm either thinking about the Cheerios or eating the Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> so in this moment, if I gave you like honey nope Cheerios. <laughs> If you're like, this is a bowl of Cheerios, yep. there's a chance that one Cheerio in here will kill you, but also maybe not. It's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. Okay. <laughs> what a boring answer from me. I said farmer's breakfast. Paula, have you ever seen Deadliest Catch? Yes. <laughs> I have never. Could you tell me and the listeners about it? It seems very dangerous. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're, they're little uh, farmers of the sea, fishermen. And farmers <laughs> of the sea and they go out and it's very dangerous and i you know i've more skimmed an episode but, sure 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 but sure 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 and a lot of them i think are hot okay okay because of the because of the like waiters i don't i don't know there's a lot to unpack here josh <laughs> calloused hands that I have done a day's work kind of seem like uh, tired <laughs> <laughs> They seem tired, but also practical. Um, yes, I've seen the deadliest sketch. Yeah. Um, Do you know what is uh, so boring, though? What? Watching people fish. <laughs> <laughs> Very fair. Don't tell my dad. My dad is an avid fisherman. Sure. And also an avid watcher of fishing shows. Wow. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And so the deadliest catch, there is somewhat of a plot to it, right? I think so. I, it's like a TLC show. It's a little dramatic. Well, I think it's that like there are there are definitely arcs sure. where like they're trying to do something over the next. However, there's a plot. Like, there's a semblance of a plot. Yeah, yeah, but it's a reality show. But there, there is semblance of like growth amongst them. There are full networks that did you know this that only show a man on a boat trying to catch some fish. Does he talk? Yep. 
They'll tell you about kind of new lures. <laughs> and that's kind of the show. Uh-huh. Wow. I mean... End of story for hours. Well, I mean... Josh. To be fair... Josh. People watch golf. Ugh, I don't like shouldn't. golf. Um, Bob Ross is comfort media. You know, at the end of the day, I feel that watching someone fish is incredibly boring. But if we're being earnest it's and sincere, earnest. it is deeply earnest. If that's comfort media for you. I'm not yucking anyone's yum. Yeah, for sure. I'm just saying wild that that's an industry. Yeah. But also that Can, the those guys are, and it, I, I'm saying guys because every time I've And they're always men. men yes. <laughs> those guys are are living their dream life. Yeah. Above and beyond. Yeah. Also, like, how do they keep the cameras from getting wet? Bags over them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're in Ziplocs. Yeah, right. <laughs> My dad was really into one for a while where the whole conceit of the show is they would just show up to your house or your work and they would say, we're going on this dream fishing trip. Everything's taken care of, but you have to leave right now. You have to walk out the door. It is time to go. And if you want to go fishing in the Amazon or if you want to go fishing in Alaska or whatever, this dream trip is, all expenses paid, you're going for a week, you leave right now. And that's kind of fun. That is really fun. I like that a lot. I dream of that happening to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a nice version of what not to wear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I had completely forgotten about this, but there is a <laughs> local fisherman... In New England. Hell yeah. Uh, it's called, it's on New England Sports Network, mm -hmm. which is the company that owns rights to all Red Sox and Bruins games. Okay. There was a show that has been on probably since Nesson was created called Charlie Moore Outdoors. Okay. Charlie Moore is self-titled The Mad Fisherman. And, and it's real is, peeved. And it is an absolutely buck wild show. Really? Yeah. He goes out on his speedboat and fishes with local New England celebrities. <laughs> he does a lot of like, he's got a very strong Boston accent. Okay. And he'll do a lot of like, he'll catch a fish and be like, do a, the bit of like, I'm talking to this fish. Like, this fish is talking to me. <laughs> like, this <laughs> is one joke. That's unhinged. Yeah, he does. It's, what does the fish say to him, Josh? Um, I'm not sure. It's like, watch more Charlie Moore. It's like very stuff like that. But that's not where this show stops. That's where the show started. <laughs> I was home over Thanksgiving. And it turns out that Charlie Moore's outdoors is not just outdoors anymore. Oh, he's also in your house. <laughs> well, but actually he does. It's he goes fishing and he goes fishing with like New England people. Sure. He also, there's like segments of the show that are just him and his family hanging out. Like a reality show? Yeah. Where are and, they hanging out? Their and, house? And, and he reviews restaurants. What? <laughs> he reviews restaurants. On the same show. All the same show. It's all different segments of the same show. And when he goes to the restaurant, they're all places where like... They light stuff on fire. It's like all the like. They, Does like, he kitschy. always like the restaurant? Yeah, he's like, oh, this is delicious. <laughs> what? Where are his family and him hanging out? Like in their like very nice because he's had a TV show for a decade. Like their very nice finished basement. They're just drinking beer, sitting. Yeah, around. they're like sitting around and like playing charades and shit. They're wa you're watching a family <laughs> play charades. And, like talk about stuff. 
Like what kind of stuff? Are they trying to be like a Kardashian? Yeah, I think so. It's like a very, it's like a New England Kardashians. Oh my God. I love, this is my new dream. I actually have never seen an episode of this show, but I've seen all the promos a bunch of times. We're doing the, (laughs) (laughs) Josh is talking so like, this is what the show is. And now he's like, well, I've never seen it, but. Well, it just is that is the thing. I want to watch every episode of this. And then I want us to kidnap him, put him in his finished basement, then we take the show over. Okay. Or we can just have him as a guest on the show. Charlie Moore, if you want to be on the show. <laughs> I think I just ruined that, being like, we got to kidnap this guy. Um, we can still kidnap his family in order for him so to be fun. a guest. Josh, should we start a, should we start a fishing show? <laughs> Only if we can come up with a good name for it. Fishing Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> or Being Fishers. Nailed it in one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's just us on a boat. We can bring my dad, because my dad's a big fisher guy. Well, I think he's a he's a recurring character on the show. It's like it's, it's, <laughs> it's us, but he comes in trying to teach us to fish and us talking too loud and scaring the fish away. Sure. Sure. <laughs> like, you remember that episode of The Good Place? Or the- <laughs> <laughs> we re- stop it stop <laughs> <laughs> we half recap show things that we half remember it's Why- just commercials you've seen yeah right exactly <laughs> Where, and your dad is just like i'm gonna switch out the lore <laughs> <laughs> oh so my child <laughs> <laughs> and then we can do it like charlie moore and we go and we go to my parents house and we just quote TV shows that we've seen while my, at my parents' dinner table, and they'd be like, we thought you grew out of this. <laughs> and then we review restaurants. Yeah, we review restaurants, which are always my mom's, my mom and dad's house. <laughs> this week, my mom and dad, five stars. <laughs> imagine, a, oh my God, imagine how terrible a, a restaurant review show would be, but instead of restaurants, you go over for dinner parties and then you review the dinner party. I, look, the only way that that would be fun to watch, and this is earnest, is if you were brutal as hell. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. The only way it would be fun to watch is if you were there and you were dragging them. <laughs> you were reading them for filth. Josh, that reminds me of, did you ever see that show, Four Weddings? No. Let me explain it like, to you. Like, I've seen the movie Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yes. Okay. It is a TV show. It is called Four Weddings. It is on TLC. Okay. Here's the concept. There's four women. Always women. Maybe not always, but every episode I've ever seen. There are four brides. Okay. They go to each other's weddings. Okay. And they rate them. No! <laughs> so you go to all four of the weddings of women you don't know. But you are also a bride. And then you vote. And I don't think you can vote for your own. And you rate them all on like food, ambience, all that stuff. Winner gets a honeymoon. I know. I I hate this. I know. And it is. I mean, when I say reading for filth, the library is open. I've been watching a lot of RuPaul lately. (laughs) But it is. I mean, these people are so mean. It is, imagine spending years of your life, tens of thousands of dollars to play in your dream wedding, and some mean girl from Alabama's being like, I don't think hot dogs are a good food for weddings. Zero points. Yeah. That's, I hate, 
uh, late capitalism. <laughs> this is terrible. So anyway, that's what I want us to do. Yeah, want us to do, but with our friends. Yes, isn't that the wild? people you know? Isn't that so buck wild? It's absolutely buck wild. Yes. <laughs> say say yes to the dress, but no to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yes to the dress, but no to these apps. Yeah. Paula, this is reminding me of another terrible performance I had as well. Uh oh. So in college, my college acapella group, the Brown Derbies. Um, you were in an acapella group. We're not going to do this joke right now. Um, we got hired for a lot of weddings. Which, why? Why would you ever do that? Were they former members of the group? No. I can't imagine anything worse. Yeah, I right. mean, I'm sure you guys were wonderful, but... No, we were not. We were terrible. So, like, it was one thing if we were, like, in the background of, like, a cocktail hour. Because then, like, certain people would come up to us. Be like, oh, cool, college acapella, whatever. Yeah. But we very smartly... Um, went to a wedding planning. We got an invite to a wedding planning convention and did a performance there. And all these wedding planners were like, ooh, this is a fun, quirky thing to bring to a wedding. So we got a, a bunch of gigs. college that they don't have any connections to acapella group. Oh, yeah, for sure. Wild. We got paid lots of money for it. And we ruined a lot of weddings, is what <laughs> I will say. Everyone, I think I've said this on the podcast before, we sang in the service at times. They never gave us enough direction, so we would mess up the timing of things and you only could sing rolling in the deep yeah we was i was trying to think of a song you could only sing the lion sleeps tonight yeah, it's only faith by george michael um but no no everyone wanted hallelujah sad song there's like oh it's so pretty yeah it's not a wedding song it's not a wedding song but i've sung it at so many weddings anyway the point of this story is that one time we did it in the herman melville church which is in New England, which is a church that is shaped like a boat. <laughs> it is legitimately like the altar is a the, the the like prow of a ship, whatever the front of a ship is. No prow, you were right. Yeah. No, it's not prow. <laughs> is it? It might be. Bow? Bow. This is what I'm using my last one percent of battery. <laughs> The bow. The ba front is the bow. The back is the stern. Okay. The bow of the ship. Welcome to our under the sea episode. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. The prow. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the point where the figurehead's on. Yep. Um, like that was the altar of the church. Okay. I'm looking at it. We sang there. They asked us to learn a song for it which we don't usually do because it takes forever. Yeah. And like they gave, the wedding planner gave us incorrect information about when to start singing. So we had to sing it twice. And then, and I, I love, I love my friend, Jeff. My friend, Jeff is a wonderful person. Uh oh, Jeff. And I saw him last week in LA and we talked about this. Uh oh, Jeff. Immediately after the wedding ended, we walked out and we were leaving. Jeff walks up to the bride as the business manager is like, and asked for the check. Like, immediately after the wedding. Like, she's still, like, has not... We have not gone to the reception yet. Oh, no, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, like, 19-year-old Jeff. 19-year-old yeah. being like, pay? Money, please. Oh, no, Jeff. <laughs> and the other thing that was happening what was... What did the bride say? I don't remember. I walked away very quickly. Um, but what was also happening at the same time was there was, a like, a beer festival around the corner. Oh, no. And so all... And it was, like, pumping hit jams oh. while their wedding was happening well free dj yeah right exactly that is so wild it was really bad oh, it was really Lord. bad paula i have a very important question for you what if you could have a best friend who was a sea creature who could sing and dance 
and was your best friend and would accompany you in moments of emotional tumult <laughs> and big moments in your life and would break out in song, what would it be? It's a really good question. Thank you. So I know this is a, a, a we're going back to the Little Mermaid, but I, I do like the idea of a lobster because they have a weapon. Okay, they can defend you. Do you know what I mean? Like sure. if you if you made me mad on a podcast episode, I would just be like, Leonardo, get him, and I'd just throw him at you and he would just start clamping. <laughs> Leonardo and the lobster. Also, I think lobsters are okay. They can they can breathe outside of water, right? Yeah, they can. So that's convenient for me. Yep. So you can be in water or out of water. I yeah. think that makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. Uh otherwise, can a does a frog count? <sighs> So I'm going to say it's a sea creature, so it needs to be a saltwater creature oh, as opposed to a freshwater okay. creature. That feels kind of mean to me, but okay. Lobsters are saltwater. Yeah, I mean, it feels like lobster is kind of a, kind of a cop-out, but I, I think that is the right move because I have a lot of enemies. <laughs> okay. What okay. would you pick? Um, that's a really great, great question. Um, now, in this scenario where I can also breathe underwater, is that... No. Uh, no, it's just me as me as a human. Okay. Yep. yep, you have one of those little you have a little purse tank. Yes, I've got my yes. Yes. Um You're still you. I'm still me. I just have a a, a sea friend. But also now you're left-handed. <laughs> Unrelated? Interesting. Unrelated? <laughs> but it's slightly different. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. And you don't like the taste of cilantro. No, oh, no. I know. I love cilantro. It's unrelated. I'm wondering if I like want a walrus friend. Oh, we can get big? Yeah, we can get big. Oh. Okay, a walrus is nice. Yeah, a walrus. A manatee, you could slap a saddle on and ride that thing. <laughs> yeah, just like... <laughs> see, I don't want a dolphin friend. Dolphins are too fun at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need something a little quieter. Yeah, I need something that's like... Yeah. Have you ever seen a horrible-looking elephant seal? <laughs> yes, I they have. They have these horrible fucked-up faces. Yeah, they look like an... They look like an uncircumcised penis. Yeah, it doesn't look great. <laughs> Uh, but that'd be kind of fun because it's like, you know, when you get scared of someone. Yeah, sure. Look at my friend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think what I like about the walrus idea is that I love the idea that this walrus has an operatic voice. (laughs) Just like the, yeah, just being able to be like, that would get annoying. That'd get old real fast. No, it'd be great. What about a little otter? And they're mean as hell. That's why people forget about otters. But it's there for you. It's there for me, and it can hold a little hand. Yeah, it's just there. It's gonna hold hands. Oh, it's your it's your mean friend. It's your mean friend who will always back you up, but will always also like read everyone else a riot. Yeah, that's it'll always defend you. That's true. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I still think a lobster is probably my best bet. <laughs> yeah, sure. It, it's just kind of my ride or die. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. It's got a little French accent. Yeah. Or an Italian accent. His name is Leonardo the Lobster. Mm-hmm. Josh Linden the Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> You've been turned into one. And I'm left-handed. Yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> I think that's going to do it I for us. that's going to do it for us. Thank you, as always, for listening for another week. Before we leave, we are going to do our signature segment, Earnest Moment of the Week. We are still riding the high 
of a live show that we did a month ago um, where we got a bunch of submissions. Um, they do not have names on them. So if it's yours, give us a shout. Um, okay. This one's from a listener. Hi, listener. Helped answer college and dorm questions from around 200 parents. Whoa. This dorm got condoms in it. <laughs> I love, but that's really sweet though, because I really love that like, People, college is like very hard and confusing for people and you don't know what to expect. And I think sometimes like somebody who's willing to answer those questions, it's very helpful. And you're having a huge impact on those people. Yeah. And you can say whatever the hell it is you want to say. And well, and what's interesting is that this is parents yes. as well. It's not students. It's yes. just parents. Yeah. I well, I'll a- tell you what, as somebody who works with students, parents have the most questions. Yeah, for sure. I was a tour guide. Yeah. And it was funny how I would like target certain things at certain yeah. k- to, to the kids like talking about the naked donut run um, and then the parents being like, <gasps> and some parents being like, yeah, college. <laughs> yeah, party. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> dab, dab, dab. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. We love you very much. Uh, if you have any suggestions or earnest moments or anything at all, you can send them to us at beingearnestpod at gmail.com or at beingearnestpod on literally any form of social media. As always, thank you to Ryan Cruz for our logo. She's at RB Cruiser on Instagram. And to Dylan Dutch for our beautiful theme song. Uh, he's at Dylan Dutch on Twitter. And until next week, we're waiting with bated breath for Bambi starring Josh Gad. <laughs> In every role. In every role. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Bye.